Hello, my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast on this Thursday, January the 6th. Wherever you are, whenever you listen to this, I wish you God's grace and God's mercy and God's goodness wrapping you well today. Um, brothers and sisters, we have such a good gospel today. Now, you you hear me say that all the time today, and, and I mean it all the time, but today is one of my favorites. I mean, really, it's like top three. Don't ask me what the other ones are. I just know this one is top three. So it is Luke chapter 4, verses 14 to 22. And I know you're saying, ah, well, of course that's one of them. Luke 4, yeah. Well, it is. Um, So let's read it. We'll kind of position it. And then uh, take a look at what's really being said here, okay? So let's break open God's Word. We're reading from the Holy Gospel According to Luke, Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit, and news of him spread throughout the whole region. He taught in their synagogues and was praised by all. He came to Nazareth, where he had grown up, and went, according to his custom, into the synagogue on that Sabbath day. He stood up to read and was handed a scroll of the prophet Isaiah. He unrolled the scroll and found the passage where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to bring glad tidings to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free, and to proclaim a year acceptable to the Lord. Rolling up the scroll, he handed it back to the attendant and sat down, and the eyes of all in the synagogue looked intently at him. He said to them, Today this scripture passage is fulfilled in your hearing. And all spoke highly of him, and were amazed at the gracious words that came from his mouth. My friends, the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. This is so good. Now, why is it so good? Why do I love it so much? Okay, the first line here, it says, Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit. Where is he returning from? Well, remember, the first two chapters of Luke are the infancy narratives. The third chapter of Luke gives the genealogy and speaks of John the Baptist. And then the baptism happens and Jesus goes into the desert. That's where he's returning from. So he's just spent 40 days in the desert trying to make sense and focus on what his mission is. He heard or felt, this is actually in prayer, in Luke, he comes up out of the water, he's spending time in prayer, and it's in prayer that he hears the Spirit or the voice of God that says, this is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. And so the Spirit then ushers him out into the desert. That's that place away from the noise. That's that place away from from our our music and and our podcasts and our sports and our our Netflix and our, our whatever it is that's occupying our time. It's that place of silence and emptiness where we simply listen. We listen to ourselves, 
and, and all of our addictions as they rise to the surface and we wave them away so we can then listen to the voice of God that speaks to us. So this is Jesus telling us what the Spirit told him. This is Jesus after spending a sufficient amount of time. Remember, that's what 40 means. He spent enough time in the desert, in the silent place, in the wilderness, in the quiet, to understand what his mission is. And so what does he do? He comes back to his hometown and proclaims his mission. And he opens the scroll to the prophet Isaiah, and he reads this passage, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to bring glad tidings to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free, and to proclaim a year acceptable to the Lord, meaning a jubilee year, meaning a year when all debts are forgiven and we start over. He spent 40 days in the desert for that. Which you might think, man, he could have come up with that in the first 10 minutes and then just kind of rested the rest of the time. No. Because what we're going to see, brothers and sisters, is not just head knowledge of what the Messiah is called to be. And trust me, the people knew this was a messianic verse. This was not head knowledge. This was him saying, but what does it mean to bring glad tidings to the poor? What does it mean to proclaim liberty to captives or bring recovery of sight to the blind? What does it mean to let the oppressed go free or to proclaim a year acceptable to the Lord? And we're going to see what it means in the next 23, 24, gosh, what's Luke? 24 chapters along in the next 20 chapters of Luke's gospel because he's going to live it out, brothers and sisters. But here's the point. Well, there's lots of points. But if this is the mission of the Messiah, if this is the mission of the Christ, it's our mission, right? I mean, of course the answer is yes. The first line of the, the passage here in Isaiah The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because, not so, not to, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Why? Because he has anointed me to do these things. You and I have been anointed, brothers and sisters. We were immersed. Even if we were sprinkled, we were immersed in the waters of baptism. Every time we come into a church and dip our hands and, and, and sign ourselves in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we remember our baptism. We reclaim our baptism. And part of our baptism is we are anointed priest, prophet, king. We are anointed to walk in the footsteps of Christ to do these very things. And brothers and sisters, don't tell me that there aren't poor around us or people in captivity or people who are blind or people who are oppressed 
or people who are weighed down with burdens and need to be set free. They're everywhere. If only we know their stories. Sometimes people look so good on the outside, right? Because we don't, and they're not being, you know, they're not being, I don't know, two-faced. They're not being, you know, trying to, to lie to us or, or, or being just, you know, I don't know, hiding behind whatever. We do it because we want to present ourselves in, in a good light to other people. That's just what we do. That's, that's part of what it means to be human, I think, through our own insecurities or whatever is going on with us. And, and I think what we have to do is just, how do we, and, and trust me, I'm holding the mirror up here, how do we take time to get to know another person? It's not going to be everybody, but it might be one or two people. How do we take the time to get to know them behind the mask, beneath the surface, to see what those blindnesses or, or that captivity, or that oppression, or that burden, that overwhelming debt burdens, to see what that looks like. Because I think, brothers and sisters, until we get to know somebody, I don't think they show it to us right away. Not until they trust us. Not until they see that we will not judge them in the midst of that. We'll continue to love them in the midst of that. And I think in loving them, that's part of how we help them move beyond it. And they help us, by the way, because we carry our own. I want to point us back to the first reading today. I guess I can't point us back if I haven't been there. <clears throat> Again, it's First John uh, chapter 4. My goodness. I mean, it's like John hit home run after home run after home run in the fourth chapter of, of the first letter. Uh, that this community wrote. It's that good. But here's what he's saying, and I'm going to read you the first few lines. Beloved, we love God because God first loved us. Point number one. I'm going to come back to that, but I want you to hear it again. Beloved, we love God because he first loved us. And then secondly, if anyone says, I love God, but hates their brother or sister, they are a liar. For whoever does not love their brother or sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. Did you hear that? If anyone says, I love God, but hates, dislikes, keeps it an arm's length, talks about them behind their back. If anyone says, I love God, but does anything to hurt their brother or sister, they are a liar. Because whoever does not love them, whom they can see, cannot love God, whom they have not seen. Boy, is that a mirror. Is that tough. Brothers and sisters, what I think Jesus is talking about is the essence of love. Because it's the essence of of. Um, of dying to ourselves so that another may live. It is setting them free. It is Lazarus coming out of the tomb, unbind him and set him free. If we are going to love another, 
first and foremost, it's because God loved us. Any other reason is our own agenda. We cannot do these things and, and go about saying, you know, hey, uh, I want to do good. Um, but alternatively or in, inwardly, we're thinking, I want to do good because I want to get to heaven. Or I want to do good because then I'll feel good about myself. Or I want to do good because other people might look at me in, in a good way. Or I want to do good because, uh, you know, it might blot out these other things or it might allow me to keep these other habits that I really don't want to get rid of or whatever. All these things, I'm at the center of it. And I'm trying to control God or I'm trying to control other people and manipulate them or I'm even trying to manipulate myself. Let's call that what it is. That's manipulation. That's self-centeredness. That's narcissism. Doesn't have anything to do with love. Brothers and sisters, Mother Teresa used to spend one hour every day before the Eucharist, before she would go out into the streets of Calcutta and minister to those people that she found. Now, there'd be some people that would say, Mother Teresa, in that hour, you and your sisters could have done so much good work. There, there are other people you couldn't get to because you were spending that there. But I would argue that would have cut them off from the very energy and life with which they did their work. I don't think Jesus could know who he was until he was the beloved one until he heard the voice that said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. And then he had to go off for 40 days or a sufficient amount of time to understand what that meant and what it called him to. I don't think Mother Teresa could go out into the streets of Calcutta until she knew she was the beloved one, which is what that did, is just sit there in silence and allow God to fill you and allow God to remind you who you are which is the beloved daughter or the beloved son. And from that space, you can go out. We love God because God loved us first. Anything else is centering around our own agenda. And we cannot say we love God if we treat other people whom we see and know with less than grace. Don't blame me. That's, that's the deal. Well, that's what the community of John is telling us, and he's right. Brothers and sisters, we are anointed. We are anointed and dipped and immersed into the waters to become another Christ. Why? So we can bring glad tidings to the poor and proclaim liberty to captives, recovery of sight to the blind. Let the oppressed go free. Proclaim a year acceptable to the Lord. These people are all around us. They're all around us. Don't just say we love God today. Let's make sure that that love of God is within us, moving us forward to mission. And may we just take a moment, not just to reflect on the love of God in our lives, but then to reflect on the lives of those around us and their blindness and captivity and, and burdens so we can walk with them and they with us. Let's pray. 
We continue through the um, Sorrowful Mysteries today. And so we begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The fourth sorrowful mystery, Jesus carries his cross. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. My friends, bless you. Have a wonderful Thursday, and God's peace to you all.